Uh, don't bleep anything out. You're hearing right. a do not bleep anything out. Welcome back to This Is How We Do It with Howie Shep and special guest John S. today. Let's get it rolling. Welcome back, guys. Shep, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. You know, recording on a Thursday. Podcasts come out in time. Plenty of time for you to get your picks in. Going to be a good slate this week. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good slate, and we're, uh, like I said, we're super happy to have guest John S. on the show today. John sent me his bio before we started the show, so just wanted to, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, John is a two-time scooter accident survivor, famed live musician and guitarist, and world-class rodeo cowboy. John, welcome to the show. We're super excited to have you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, excited to be here. Well, that, that's a great, 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 real, real, uh, real great introduction there. So, Shep, how was your week? Tell me about it. Anything exciting happened to you this week? Busy week at work, you know, coming off a bounce-back weekend um, with my picks, so... Hoping to carry that momentum into this week. You did. You did have some great picks last week. I had a horrible week. We'll get to the uh, the score later uh, this episode. But something that jacked me up this week, Shep, that got me so excited to be on the cast wow. this week, was the Space Force theme song wow. release, Shep. And for those of you who haven't heard it at home, I'll read you the lyrics. But brace yourselves. It's going to be a ride. <clears throat> We're the mighty watchful eye. Guardians beyond the blue. The invisible front line, warfighters brave and true, boldly reaching into space, there's no limit to our sky. Standing guard both night and day, we're the Space Force from on high. What was your initial reaction, Shep? You know, it, it, it's just funny because it's like, it's funny that we still create these things today and obviously they needed a song, all of the other branches have one, but it's like... It doesn't sound any different necessarily than like you know the army goes rolling along or from the halls of Montezuma like that like but these songs that were created a hundred years ago these ham- mar- army hymns you know just it, it's it's kind of funny hearing one created today for today in today's space force but you know if you're not gonna get jacked up for the space force by hearing that what's gonna get you jacked up for space force I feel like it's hard to write those songs nowadays you yeah know? it's like that was easy. right that was the music you know back in the day but now it's it's like whoever had to write that song I mean that's a hard task ahead of you yeah I agree with Shep that that uh it's similar to like the army and navy and air force songs but uh and, and the marine corps as well I can't forget the marine corps but um it's a little like dystopian that they're talking about <laughs> space it feels more like it should be like in a television show or like or star trek like or something like the star trek theme song yeah yeah exactly yeah which one is your favorite of the of the of the branches and you know them all like which one would you say is your favorite the army army goes rolling along yeah that one's good i mean the, i think the most catchy line is is from the halls of montezuma yeah, to Marine the seas of triple yeah the yeah. the the, the that one, but I think my favorite one is "Anchors Away" by by the Navy. Give us your favorite line. Give us a little. Give us a little "Anchors tea. Away" is yeah, the worst just, one. You think so? Uh, objectively. <laughs> objectively. Yeah. Objectively, you can go. You can go walk down to Annapolis and tell the boys, uh, the boys in white down there, what you think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it, the Marine Corps is the best one. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. I also want to bring something up. Um, I'm really kind of upset about this. You know, what is wrong with our youth? And I want to bring this up. I don't know if you guys at home have heard about this. Kids are cooking their chicken with NyQuil um, from a trend that's going viral on TikTok. You know, first it was Tide Pods. Now it's NyQuil cooking their chicken. Why can't they just be normal like everybody else? 
So, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, this is funny. Like, one, and yeah, it's the Tide Pod Challenge just in a new way. And, and, like, it, it's funny that, like, there's this joke that, you know, China created TikTok to destroy the West and it's infiltrating our use. I mean, look, they're going around, like, stealing, like, toilets out of, you know, public restrooms and stealing cars because of TikTok trends. Like, this is absurd, right? Like, what is the, like, what is, why are they doing it? Is it to get, like, a sleepy chicken or is it to get, like, a, is it for the, <laughs> Like you have a no, yeah, like before you go to bed, you have a, a chicken breast. Like instead of like lavender tea, they're just doing Nyquil chicken. Yeah, is that is that the point, or is it, or is it like what's, a what's sleep for the? Chicken? Yeah, why is this? Why is this like, like that's before like you go to bed? Like slice a chicken breast, like, like little chicken bites next to their like a chicken bed, nugget. Like they're just popping. Right, are have they a doing? Great night's sleep. Are they doing it for the taste? Then I, you what's know, the I don't point? know. I what's think the, what's someone probably just thought it was funny. And you know, it took the you know turns the chicken green. They're like, oh, we didn't know this was bad until the FDA had to come out and say something. Kids were literally boiling it, and the fumes were knocking them out. Yeah. It's not even eating it. They were getting knocked out before it was even done. So here's my, my thoughts on this, right? Like, I want to say that, you know, if I was a kid in these days, that I'd, I'd be smarter than this. But, like, we were the jackass generation, right? Like, the only difference is there's less access to things we probably put online. Yeah, we all grew up with the internet, but like we didn't, weren't putting stuff online necessarily as much and things weren't going viral in the same way. And we all grew up watching Jackass, you know, doing stupid stunts that maybe it wasn't popping Tide Pods or cooking our chicken with NyQuil, but certainly things we were doing. Like, it, are we, were we any we different as kids? Yeah, exactly. Like, like purple drink. I mean, I, I never did that, but yeah. I would imagine, but people were. That's and true. It's no or, like you could robo trip. Yeah, like I know some guys that did it. Uh, you know, whatever it was, they had a wild night with it. But you know, it, the over it's an over the uh, over the counter medicine. Like, like people have been abusing them since the beginning of time, since Moses had a paper route. So, uh, but I mean, I I feel like it's like why on the chicken? You know, you could just drink it if that's if you're trying to abuse it. Yeah, but why not? But if you could eat chicken and become sleepy so you're sleepy, going to try so it a sleepy chicken no, or because, so you're, like, you're, you're agreeing it's a sleepy chicken if they mix it with turkey or maybe double sleep yeah. right yeah. That, see, that's how you OD that's like, that's like a, you're not something. waking up for like a day yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so what do you think you know what, how do how do you know how do you stop this right because people are dying right if you don't like, I mean you don't people just, are dumb yeah no I think you answered that like they're, they're kids are dumb. Like kids are dumb, right? Like we, we did dumb. That's what I'm saying. Like we did dumb stuff. We just had different things. Where didn't go viral the same way. So you had less access to, like if someone might have been doing that when we were kids, we just didn't know it. I want to talk about something equally as dumb. I don't know if you guys have heard of the renowned scientist John Schimmel. John Schimmel studies immunology and microbiology in London. Guess how he makes his living, Shep? Um, I'd love for you to tell me. He poops on a plate. John Schimmel poops on a plate for science. And let me say, quote, he does not do it for the money. It's more about saving lives. And that is how he makes his living. He poops so, on a plate. Are you telling me he gives a shit? He gives a shit. But he literally it's gives a shit. That's good. He literally gives a shit. And then that's how he makes his living. So for everyone that's struggling with inflation out there, I know times are tough. You know, cost of living is skyrocketing. Housing prices are out. Uh, rent grocery shop look poop on a plate and they used to say you just sell blood and semen now you can sell your shit you can pretty much sell anything uh, this, is, I, this is a gross topic so can we go to the next so, one so but i have a quick question on this so okay. is it for science do we he's doing yeah. it for like to study like bio not, like microbiome not shit. originally but then people found out he was doing it because like, like Wait, we could actually use like that, it's like, like it's like it's actually the the ironic thing about it is i was doing way too much research on this is that he's actually using it to cause to 
fix people who are not shitting. Oh. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, like the microbiome. The micro, that's a big the thing micro. right now. Yeah, like, yeah, literally, yeah. like, South Park made a fun of it with the fecal transplant episode. But that's, no, that's, literally, what the, that's, literally, what, that's literally what they're doing. So, speaking oh, of something that absolutely oh, is disgusting, yeah, uh, almost more disgusting than NyQuil chicken, um, but I just wanted to throw that in there. I, um, I also wanted to go back to a topic we were talking about last week a little bit because I know um, we didn't really touch on it too much. It's Texas recruiting. Uh, spending two hundred eighty thousand dollars in forty eight hours. I just wanted to. I, I have the receipts, Chef. Have the receipts. So I just wanted to share them with everybody. Were this on the stripper monkey? Do you remember this from last year? Yes. The, the, yes. Where the monkey bit? Yes. Like, it's this. So this is a different situation, what? but yes, that was a. If you didn't hear that, look back. That's a good callback. Go, go this is how we do it. Season one. Look it back up. Two hundred eighty thousand dollars in forty eight hours. Some of the some of the highlights. It was over fourteen kids. Fourteen kids. Airfare, $21,000. Five-star hotel, $46,000. An open bar for the parents, $15,000. Custom cakes, $9,000. Cakes? Cakes. Top golf, $30,000. Ice sculptures, $22,000. Lake cruise, $13,000. $30,000 steak dinner one time. One time. $37,000. One time. $37,000. And a bunch of other random shit they threw in there, but those are the highlights for... 48 hours, 14 kids. The results, Archie Manning yeah, committed look, three days later. I mean, this is what... And then they, spent another, then they spent another 220 the next weekend. Look, nine, nine cakes in 48 hours? Not, Custom cakes. I don't know yeah. how many cakes. Nice. I mean, there's probably 60 people at this, at least. You think? Yeah. I mean, well, between you got you had, what was it, 14 kids. You got to think two parents, one and a half parents maybe, whatever it might be. All the coaching staff that's there. The most ridiculous thing on there was ice sculptures. That yeah, seems like the most unnecessary. Thing. No, 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 no. Ice sculptures are always necessary. Cakes, I don't understand. <laughs> what do you What do you think is What do you think was the straw that broke the camel's back? And Archie Manning was like, saw it and was like, I'm going to Texas. The custom cake. You think it was the cake? It, <laughs> it was just his face on yeah, the cake. Just, he walks. It was like, all right. It's a life size. All side. All side now. Cake. I guarantee now. he walked in. He saw the ice sculpture and he was like, "That's badass." You think and it was they a, rolled out the cake and they're like, "Not a chance." Did, and he goes, you, you, think, "You can only save this by thirty-one thousand dollars steak dinner." Do you think <laughs> they did uh, ice sculptures of all fourteen players and just had them Maybe. out? Were they ice luges? Yeah, we need more We need more details. So next week, I'll look but deeper he, into the receipts. I mean, here's the deal. Right, they spent 280 What is that right? On any land in the March Manning. He's going to make them... He's going to make Texas a billion dollars. Oh, it's, like, it's, a, it's a great investment. The, the return on investment that they just made off of that is absurd. Yes, I, I totally agree. Um, and another big money item. Um, we haven't talked about it on this show, and I'm not necessarily a golf expert. Um, I know, Chef, you might have some thoughts about this. Um, but I, I, the reason I bring it up is uh, Max Homa was on um, PMT last week, and uh, he was talking about, they were talking about LIV and, um, you know, how much it would take him to join the league and leave the PGA Tour. And uh, he said $2 billion <laughs> is what it would take. That's B, that's billion with a B. Um, they offered him $1 billion. Up allegedly. That's allegedly. what he said. Allegedly. allegedly. Tiger didn't even get a billion. And he put it down. Uh, how much did they... I don't know. How much did... Like 30 million. Um, they must have got yeah, more than that. Tiger, they... It was somewhere between, like, I think the final number they said was between 600 and 700 million for Tiger. For Tiger? Mm-hmm. How much did Phil get? I, can I, I think it was more than... I think it was like 200 million for Phil. Like, Phil got a lot of money. Enough to... 
cover it, some of his Phil, Phil, Phil got Phil got two hundred million for the contract. This yeah, the, which is like a weekend gambling for him. Who, who's other? Who's the other uh, guy with the long yeah. hair? That's good. Cam Smith. Cam Smith. He just he's went from too, Australia. Right? Yeah. Um, Let's see how much they gave him. I mean, they're they're throwing. They're yeah, just Cam Smith. Rolling, rolling, yeah. yeah, they're just who's, rolling who's fund, money. At I don't people. know much. It's, who's funding it's, the league? It's, it's Saudi Arab. It's the Saudi government. Yeah, yeah. And why? It. And why do they? Why do they want to get involved in golf? So there's a lot of questions here, right? Now there's a lot of there's political questions here. Yeah, there's a lot of questions here about the. Why are they doing this? A lot of people think not. It's not necessarily money laundering ideas, but it's this idea of they want to legitimize money a lot more, yeah. um, and they can do that by investing in these types of things. Like one of the biggest investments they're making, right? Like Saudi, like Saudi government, like Saudi princes and whatnot. They're doing is they're just buying real estate up in New York. Like they'll go buy like a ninety million dollar. Um, condo, you know, in one of the high rises, yeah, the penthouse high rise, yeah. and that well, one because any, you know, you know that that's going to continue to appreciate through, uh, in say in 50, 60, 70 years, whatever it might be, you know, the oil industry is largely gone. They're not making any more money. They have an instant investment that they can turn around in. Um, so this is like the Saudi government. Yeah, I mean it's the Saudi print. Like it's it's, the, it's the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia is, okay. is funding this, and, and they're and they can just print money. Real estate seems like more of a wash than, but it's something that else. will that one if you it, know it anything ever happened in their country more, they can yeah. that's somewhere they can escape to, and it's money that is well it is safe and well, yeah. I, mean, I, I think Max Homo was clearly joking here when they said yeah. they offered him a bill. Well, it does tell me that everyone has a everyone has a price is what it's telling me. Right, Homo's got a solid group of support. Him I do love Max Homa. He is yeah. he is that dude is hilarious. And That's I mean, regardless of your thoughts on the live, look, it's 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 an interesting thing, right? Like they are truly market movers and shakers right now. They're they're shaking up an industry that has been largely unchanged and untouched for a hundred years. And you know, PGA is definitely sweating. There, I think PGA thinks they're going to be able to come out on top of this. Because right now, it's still a very unproven thing. And until the Live gets a TV deal, they're not a serious They're yeah. not a serious contender yeah. on they're, anything. I mean, they're, they're making a lot of noise. They're uh, making a lot of noise, but here's the question, right? They make a... they You know, NBC comes out and says, we'll do a TV deal with you. PGA is going to say, well, we're not hosting any events on NBC... Tour, right. You know, NBC. And they'll, I mean, look, and they'll pay. The Saudis, they'll pay yeah. whatever. You'll have to say, you is know, that they, worth it? But our... our, our Advertisers are going to pay with all the questions about human That's rights true. abuses. Right. There's a I lot mean, they that got, goes into they, this. Uh, they came into the LIV live. I don't know mm. whatever is live. Live. Um, they came into. They came on Capitol Hill. Yeah. This week and got their asses handed to them. I mean, you it, know, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, right, it's right, up and down so. I mean, this is you know, it's been a mixed review. They came. Uh, they talked to a bunch of um, Congress uh, men and women, and they. Uh, it's mixed reviews. You know, some people. Well, it's an open market thing, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. a lot of people are saying, "Hey, you know, this is open market." Competition's a good thing. Um, you know, some people just it, the human rights abuses are tough for people to get behind, and I think a, a lot of the, you had a lot of big names leaving, and I think that's kind of rubbing people the wrong way. Um, like Phil Mickelson, I know he uh, was in a world of trouble when he yeah. first left, um, just with his reputation here in the United States. It, so it's been tougher for Americans to leave than it has for oh, for Europeans. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree that that's that's going to be the case for sure. I mean, if Tiger ever left, that would be. My theory on me for Tiger was, I mean, look, Tiger loves the PGA. He really does. He's like the basically there, the player, you know, spokesperson for it. But I have a feeling too, like one of the, on top of his love for the PGA, one of the reasons he didn't leave is my guess is they were tying it to 
he has to compete in every single tournament. Right. Like, right. And, I mean, he like, probably, or he would lose a lot of that money. Yeah. And why take that money if he can't... He physically knows he's not up to the challenge of playing in enough tournaments. I mean, he, he probably has way more leeway with the PGA to do to do kind of what he wants to do. Um, and that's... Uh, John S is taking selfies in the middle of the podcast. Um, and that's and that's and I think that's important to him. So yeah. we'll see. I think it's interesting. I like I said, I don't know much about Liv. I want to see where it goes. Um, yeah. we'll see where it goes. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's kinda like it's not, it's like, you know, the XFL coming with the NFL, just different leagues. But it's the XFL way- if they're able to get in like in pulled away, you know, maybe not the right. premier player on you know, not a premier quarterback, but if they grabbed, you know, Derek Carr. I mean, to come they, be, I mean it, it, the problem with the XFL is they don't have any money, right? right. I mean, like the the, the yeah. live has so much money, they can, they're able to pay these. And they can, the rock, they can convince the Rock by uh, yeah. the XFL. Uh, yeah, so I they have so. all his money. Right, right, right. <laughs> they have all the Fast and Furious money now. That's good. Um, okay, I want to move on. Aaron Judge is on his road to 62 homers. Uh, he's at 60 now. Missed it last night. Um, this is big. You know, Aaron Judge has been on a tear this season. The Yankees, I'm not a Yankees fan, but Yankees have been awesome to watch this year. Uh, between them and Stanton and all those guys, just they hit homers like crazy. Um, so he's two away, right? I think there's uh, – I know a lot of people are buying tickets for Saturday's game. I know some folks that bought them earlier in the week. It's a pretty good gamble right now. I think there's – they played tonight and they played tomorrow. And they play Saturday, so you're, you know, you're either seeing 61 or 62 probably on Saturday. Um, last night I was watching a little bit of the game. If you were pitching to Aaron Judge, right? I think the score was 11 to two last night, Chep. Would you want to be the pitcher to give it up, or do you want to be the pitcher to walk him? Well, I mean, so right, you have to look. It th- that question depends. I think. Um, Am I pitching on a team that's headed to the playoffs and we need this win? Like, if there's no chance. If, there's no chance you're winning the game. If there's like, no chance that you're, I'm winning the game. Yeah, like then, last night, no, like eleven fuck, to two. No, I'm walking. Them. You're walking. Yeah, no, zero chance. I'm gonna be because you're going down in history as the pitcher who you know gave up. You yeah, know, but, 62 but to, does, are, do people judge? But your name is going down. In your name is history. going down. You won't be a part up, of who gave up sixty to Babe Ruth. Uh, yeah, sure. I, okay, you're right. I don't remember. That's that's a good point. That's, <laughs> that that's, a, that's a very good point. I mean, but, but look, but, but look he's for be... baseball nerds, and it's going to be, you know, someone that'll be a sports trivia question at your local bar trivia. It's going to be on point. Jeopardy, I'm yeah. sure. And like you, and look, now with all the digital, like, there'll be videos, people are talking about it. Yeah. So you, your name will be talked about. Um, it is, it's almost a PR thing for you, right, at some point. It's like you, your name is going to be in the news. Yeah. For, and if you're a no-name pitcher... I mean, it's not the worst thing. I think when you're on the mound and, and Judge comes up, you know that's look. Do, and the difference call is, it in there and it, but it, look, and if you're in, it, yeah, if you're the, if you're in a team that's headed to the playoffs or needs to get into the playoffs and that game matters, you got to pitch to him, right? Like, yeah, you can't, you can't oh, pitch if, around if, him. If there's a chance you're winning the game or you're yeah. winning the game, you got to. If pitch you need him. to get him out, um, um, but well, I mean, I don't want to overstate this, right? What is going on here, right? Like. This is this is wild, wild stuff, and I mean he's at sixty. We we, we the only other people to hit above sixty. This happened twenty years ago. People forget the steroid era was twenty years ago, and no one has hit sixty since Roger Maris hit sixty one, nineteen sixty one. Yeah, Babe Ruth hit sixty. And th- I mean this just shows the greatness of those players, Maris and Ruth. Um, Babe Ruth hit sixty in nineteen twenty seven, almost a hundred years ago. If you haven't heard the quote that Babe Ruth said after hitting sixty, it's fantastic. What is Babe it Ruth called? after hitting his sixtieth home run? He goes sixty. Count them sixty. Let's see some other son of a bitch match that. I mean, wow. the fucking balls on and, Babe Ruth, but he was right. right. He's it right. It took yeah. 40 years for someone else to come in and do this. And look, 
And do they count playoff home runs? No, they don't. So how many ga- how many games roughly are left in the season? Uh, it, um, like the, the season ends in late September. Okay, so let's say so they're probably about another games. ten games. Yeah. Maybe. So I mean, he no, could. I mean, another he ten has games. A, he has a, he's Eight, gonna no, pass. less he's than that. Gonna, about another seven games probably. He's gonna he's gonna hit he's gonna hit the sixty two right. I mean, I like, mean he's on pace too still still yeah. on pace too. I mean um, he uh, he gets hot and cold. You know he hits like a bunch sure. in a row. And he doesn't hit any like anybody else. Um, but he can hit three in a game in a given game. So I mean, is he going to? I think he's going to um, plunk him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but into your point, like it was, as well. I mean, I do think it's going to matter the pitcher that pitches to him and gets it and throws it to him because again, the guys who hit sixty after Maris weren't really. Yes, the internet was around in ninety eight to two thousand one. It wasn't the internet age. Right. It wasn't the the viral age where that pitch is going to be. You know, that home run is going to be on Sports Center and on. Instagram and yeah. TikTok for yeah. the next week. Right. And there are going to be remixes and all these types of things. It's right. going to be a viral moment that right. didn't exist 20 years well, ago. Is any of that going to be on social media? Yeah, baseball actually sucks with their social media game. Yeah, they I mean, they locked it all down. You can't share it, right? Yeah, like Wait, it's really? not like they have, yeah. they, I mean, it's an antiquated view of the only sport that really does it right is the NBA. Who basically gives free reign for everyone to be able to remix their content. Oh, yeah, here's right. what I'm saying. If, d- listen, Judge can't, he can't take it. If you are, if you're going, if you're throwing against Judge, uh, these next couple of games, knees, hips, somewhere soft, maybe like a hamstring or something. Are you going above? Are you going above the the shoulders on him? If you're throwing to him, are you? No. Above well, the here's the thing. If you, you throw, hit, you but, throw above the shoulders on that guy. That's a bull Durham moment. All right? You you you're you're aiming that. But high. but if you hit him, you then become the most hated person in yeah. sports, right? No, so, but you get him a little soft toss to his his so hamstring. Get off my plate, yeah. you know. Here's here's yeah. next question. Here's next question. You're at Yankee Stadium. You yeah. catch sixty two. What's your you immediate next steps? If you catch sixty two, I mean, what your you catch it. One second later, what's going through your mind, Lister? What are your next steps? I'm getting the fuck out of that stadium. Yeah. I mean, even if I want to give it back to him, I'm getting the fuck out of that stadium because I don't trust someone in there to not, like, beat the shit up out of me. Yeah. Like, I'm finding security immediately, and yes. they're gonna, I know they're going to take me, and we can go negotiate, like... What, well, I don't know what I'm asking for. I haven't thought so, about that. So I know I have what I have what people are estimating it yeah. for. So there's... First of all, there's nothing that they are going to be able to pay you... That right. is worth the value of the ball. So, for instance, a 19-year-old kid caught the 60th home run on this week, whenever it's Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. That, great story. That ball, yeah, it's a great story. That ball is worth between – this is a crazy range, but we're between 50, 50 and $500,000. It's a factor okay. of 10. Yeah, that's not so – you're So, there's – I mean, the Yankees really can't give you anything worth that. Okay. That's 60. They're estimating that 61 and 62, 62 being worth more – both of them are are going to be worth between one hundred fifty thousand and one million dollars. Yeah, there's nothing the Yankees can give you outside of a check that the, makes it worth giving back. The Yankee organization may not. It's Aaron Judge himself would have to, and it's kind of like when the guy who caught what was supposed to be Tom Brady's last one with him. Like, I mean, they've estimated that ball to be worth like what was it, like five hundred thousand. So, so I had that. I had that as well. So the so here's the thing: you get the ball, Aaron Judge. They, they find you. So you go to security. They bring you to Aaron Judge. He sits you down. He says, "Look, You're this is my team reps, Yeah. What do you are you asking for a check? Hey, give me a check. You know, I I don't know, man. Like, I, for me, it's hard to like, they, they start guilt like, tripping. Like, you you got to think like you got. Yeah, I mean, one, it, it is his accomplishment. He deserves the ball, and sure. I don't want to like I don't want to be that guy who's going to, you know, hardball and be like, no, fuck that. I'm taking this home and selling it on the auction where I probably could get a million dollars for it. You know, like. But it, I mean, that's life changing money. It is. I right? mean, so, yeah, sure. Yeah, do I that. Mean, I mean, listen, it's the Yankees. But, but, Be a the, scumbag. but so the, the but Brady, the, the guy gave back Brady the TD ball. That, got, that ball was worth 
between five hundred thousand and seven hundred fifty thousand, and in, he got like a couple. Of years I think they, I think they said his net what he got back at the time because a lot of it was in Bitcoin. Um, was like one hundred twenty. The because he gave him like two Bitcoin. The, the funniest like part about the Brady thing is that <laughs> someone caught Brady's final TD pass before retirement and sold it for five hundred thousand dollars. And Brady doesn't retire. The ball's yeah. worth nothing. So yeah. well, they, so the auction that did happen with it, like that, he I think he gave it to someone to auction it off. Brady did, or the organization did, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. Uh, they gave him his money back. Oh, they did. Okay, okay. or they gave him the ball back in his money. <laughs> like they gave the money back and like everything. Because I, like, mean, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, well, because you're you're, right. you're selling it with the idea right, that it is right, something right, else, right, and it's right. now not the product right. you were. <laughs> but so for so the ball's worth a million dollars. I mean, that that's tough, you know, because obviously, like you said, uh, Judge, you know, they you know. It's his accomplishment. He deserves the ball, but it's also life-changing money. So it's always interesting to see. Like, that kid, it was a great story, the kid that caught 60 um, at Yankee Stadium this week. I'm just a true fan. Just gives it to yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, gives it to him. Um, that I mean, that guy, 19 years old, just probably lost out like hundred 100K, if not more. Um, so that so that's uh, – it's just it's be interesting to see. I hope everybody. It's going to be packed on Saturday, Yankee Stadium. It's going to be super exciting. Let's say he hits sixty one center tomorrow. If he's going into Saturday with sixty one, I mean, that it's going to be yeah. electric atmosphere. Um, the pressure has to be crazy. I do they play? Imagine. Do they play Sunday? I don't know if they play Sunday. They play Friday and Saturday at home. I hope that they play Sunday afternoon during Jets and Giants. Both are you know like right. during the games. Right. I want to see what get and he's hitting for sixty two. During that game, I want to see what the breakdown like if they, it does work out that they're all playing at the same time. Right. Because Listen, I, I know the game has changed, but the difference in body structure between Babe Ruth and Aaron Judge is is laughable. Which is what isn't makes it more incredible about what Babe Ruth. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. bats were worse. I mean, it's just, everything, everything was, worse. was worse. The ball was right? worse. The yeah. bats were worse. I mean, the pitchers were worse too. But right. That's the thing. The pitchers. But, but still, to still. do what he did was incredible. Um, okay, let's move on to this week of slates. Week four slates. Yes. Let's go over some. Uh, let's go over some some records here. Shep was eight and seven last week. First winning record of the year. No, I was winning record week one. Oh, you were eight and seven week one. My bad. My bad. So oh, man, Eric pulls another uh, eight and seven. Shep is now twenty and twenty five on the year. I had a horrible week. Not horrible. Pretty bad week. I went six and nine last week. Uh, twenty three and twenty two on the year. Still above five hundred. And the winner of the week, after picking oh, no. on random tweets, was DC Drew at eleven and four. I mean, an unbelievable record. I'd say that is a. That's the power of crowdsourcing. I mean, I guess. that's a career record. I mean, I mean that, that's a record you hang on your wall, yes. right? That's a record you hang on your wall. So, it, I mean, you retire after that. You retire, and he is retiring. He probably never will ever come back on the show. But incredible job from DC Drew last week. Um, but let's see if we can let's see if we can put up some numbers this week. First game we're going to talk about is the Jayhawks. We have a resident Jayhawk, John S. here. Duke is at KU. This, and let me refrain. This uh, game is not on the basketball yes, court. This, we are talking Duke and Kansas, not in mid-November for the Hardwood Classic, you know, for the you know tip-off game of college basketball. We are talking Duke and Kansas football. KU is favored by 9, KU minus 9. This is the first time KU uh, has ever been favored over a Power 5 football team in 13 years. And, but both teams you are... You have to say it like both teams are off to a hot start. Both teams are three and zero. I'm going to let uh, John S take this one. I'll give my pick. I'm going to take KU minus nine. The over is not on. The, this is how we do a card, but if uh, I am going to take the over, I don't even know what it is, but I'm taking it uh, because KU's been putting up crazy points. Um, and I think it's going to be just. I think it's going to be a ton of points again. Last week was a lot of points. This week's going to be a lot of points. Um, so I'm going to leave it to, to the resident Jayhawk here to, to kind of take this one away. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Okay, so actually, there's something we need to we need to pay attention to this week. KU is 3-0. and 
Duke is three and zero. Kentucky is three and zero. North Carolina is three and zero. And we are not U- talking about UCLA is three and zero. And Indiana is three. That's 3-0. crazy. Wow. Those are football teams. That's wow. their football teams that are undefeated. Yeah. So anyway, this game for me, this is the the ESPN game day revenge game of the week. Uh, those those clowns over there at game day uh, went with the soft route and, and took is taking their show to the uh, the Tennessee game. Um, it's it's ridiculous. This would have been fun to have game day there, and, and you know KU Duke, but but on the gridiron, uh, KU was looking dominant. I mean, they just beat Houston, which was you know ranked uh, early season, um, and, and handled them well. They beat West Virginia. You know, they beat. I think the first game was against Tennessee Tech, whatever. But they're looking good. KU's running this offense that is that is throwing off defenses. They're running a triple option out of the shotgun, and uh, and their quarterback. Is 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 remarkable in, in moving that ball. Basically, they put the onus on the defense, um, and and it's extremely difficult for the defense to react because as soon as they do, the quarterback can react and he can move the ball down the field. Uh, so, <clears throat> with that, I mean, it's proven the offense has proven literally impossible to beat. Uh, right now, they're three and zero, so technically, uh, by definition, that is impossible. Um, so yeah, I'm with I'm with Mike. I think KU covers. I think KU covers this one easily. Plus, I don't know if you guys saw it today, but the first time in I don't know how many years, but the KU football stadium sold out. Wow! Today. Wow! So it's going how do they to be, how do they usually do KU football tickets? Do they sell them or do they give like at UMass they would give them away in the cafeteria. Uh, so, no, I mean that's you, Matthew. So like, yeah, you to come you, to the game. No, they were if, they were they were like begging you to take the ticket as you walked out after breakfast. Please take this ticket. If you're a student, uh, you get a major reduction in price. Um, and I remember being there uh, when I was in school, and they were offering season passes for a family of four for two hundred fifty dollars total. Um, I, I've been to KU games and sat in seats where the ticket I was sitting in, uh, the seat I was sitting in, the ticket cost two hundred fifty dollars. So, yeah, things have changed. They've sold it out. KU is winning this. Lock it in. Mortal lock of the week. KU covers. Yeah. Shep. So, yeah, you know, I'm excited about this one. KU is definitely the feel-good story of this season, I think. Um, they, I mean, they're winning, and they're winning games against teams that, you know, maybe we want to – I'm, I'm interested to see where that they look, you know, down the season. I don't think we're not they're, – they're winning against some good teams, and they look good doing it. I mean, last week – you know, we're going to dwell a lot on this game, but it's it's fascinating to look at. Last week, you know, John, we were watching the game together a little bit, and, you know, the, the game was close at halftime, right? Like, we were surprised, and then, like, early in the second half, there was a weather delay, like, for, like, an hour. And oh, you, like, man. I remember you turning around I and going, like, second quarter. might have been the second quarter. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was pretty early with Kansas had a lead or it was tied or whatever it looked. And I remember you looking over and going, well, there it goes. You know, like, just going to kill all momentum. And the exact opposite happened, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah. when you would wrong. expect Houston to come in, focus, they're at home, they're going to to refocus and go win this game, you know, uh, you know, and come out as the team you expect them to be. Kansas said no and just went out there and just put it to them the entire game. That was the most impressive thing to me. Um, I worry sometime down the line Kansas will have a letdown. They have a very, very back-heavy schedule. Um, if they're going to get full eligibility, they need to do it quick. Um but I don't think that letdown happens now. I think they come out. I think they continue to rock, rock chalk, and uh, I think they cover against Duke. I mean, if they beat Duke, they got to be in the top twenty-five. No, 
Um, it's they could be. be. I think. I think. I, I, I think, think it's right one of those now things. we're like low thirties. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Right. I think the question is, you know, there's a little bit of shock factor. Is are these teams that they're playing in West Virginia and Houston, who you know, Houston being ranked preseason, that lost two in a row. West Virginia has two losses now. Like, were those teams just not who we thought they were, or? Is Kansas actually good? And right. you're right. As they continue to win, they win today. They win. They win next week against Iowa State. Zero chance they're not in the top twenty-five. It's, at that point. it's this offense, man, and our quarterback is nailing it. And so it's well coached. It's, 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 it's well coached, and he's staying at Kansas. He's not going to Nebraska to hang out with this. <laughs> I mean, their mascot's corn, right? They're not, <laughs> he's no one. He's not going. There. All right. So I think we all have KU minus nine on that one. I'm also taking the over. Um, yeah, take the over. Take, take the over. Right, Not so on the all, card, take the over. So we're all on KU minus 9 in the over. Next game, a 17th-ranked Baylor at Iowa State. Iowa State's favored, minus 2.5. Uh, past three Baylor-Iowa State games have been super close, uh, all one-possession games. This is going to be a good game, I think. Uh, going to be a defensive battle, surprisingly. Baylor's usually an offensive team. This year their defense looks pretty good. Um, look, I, all I have to say about this one is I'm going with home field advantage, Iowa State, minus 2.5. Um, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to, they are favored, but they're going to take out a ranked Baylor here at home. Um, and that's my pick. I'll kick it over to Shep. Um, yeah, you know, uh, exactly like you said, it, this is going to be, I think, surprisingly a defensive battle here. Um, Baylor, one of those teams that, you know, was kind of picked to be a dark horse in the Big 12 this year. Maybe they could knock off Oklahoma. They got a tough loss at BYU. Um, BYU, you know, coming out and then looking flat against, uh, against, what was it, Oregon last week? Um, yeah. But, you know, so how real are they? But, you know, that BYU, I do think, is a decent team. Um, I, I, no, you Baylor, know, I, I, I think, I think this one is going to be Baylor, though. I think Baylor is a better team, I think, than they've showed. I think they're going to, uh, uh, come out there, get a win. I know it's a tough road environment, but, you know, they're a solid team, and I, I think they show that and can, you know, I think this is one that you can take the money line on, and Baylor um, can come in there and get the win, yeah. uh, let on cover. John? Yeah, I'll go with money on that, but there's a lot of things, or there's one thing in particular you guys aren't paying attention to. This is the bad color matchup of the week. You have <laughs> Baylor, and they're green, and they're piss yellow versus Iowa State, and they're red, they're, and they're piss yellow. The USC knockoff jerseys. When you, when you have a bad color matchup like we do, you throw out all the stats. <laughs> all right, toss them out there. Uh, they're gone. They don't mean anything. Um, I think I would say, what was the spread on it? Two and a half? Two and a half. I, I think they cover, but I but it's a tight game. So like you said, uh, Baylor money line. You're taking Baylor? Yeah, Baylor money line. Iowa State covers spread, yeah. That, it's I, impossible. Yeah. No, wait, no. Iowa State is favorite. Iowa State is favorite. Iowa State is favorite. Okay, never, so never you're mind. So you're going to take Baylor plus two and a half then? Baylor plus two and a half. Okay. Baylor, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Speaking of red and yellow, so we move on to seventh-ranked USC at Oregon State. Uh, USC's favorite, minus six and a half. Um, I actually wish this game wasn't at 9.30 p.m. Um, because I think it's actually going to be a, a one of the best games of the week. USC defense has not been good. Stanford, uh, they played Stanford, and they played Fresno State. Stanford had 33 first downs against USC. Fresno State had uh, 400 yards on offense. Um, I mean, USC has been able to pull out the wins, but you know their defense has, has not really looked great. Uh, Oregon State is averaging around 20 points per game uh, this season, so they can put up, put up some points. With that being said, I'm still going to take USC minus seven. Um, this is not in the car, but I'm also going to take the over here. Uh, given the, uh, I think USC is going to, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. USC is going to put up some good offensive numbers. 
Oregon State's going to score 20-ish points like they have been, and I think I'm going to take the over here as well. So USC minus 7 in the over. Shep, what do you got? Um, this feels like, you know, one of the games of USC of the past. I agree the defense has not been where they want it to be. You know, they they the defense looked strong the first game against Rice. Granted, that was Rice, but it was a lot of turnovers that they were able to cause. Um Defense, I think they wanted to to play at a better comparatively to who they've played so far. Um, and, it, you know, USC of the past, you know, these were games that they would go up, a ranked USC would go up and lose, you know, where they would underperform. Um, I don't think Lincoln Riley does that. I think he's too good of a coach. Um, he's going to have them ready to go. Um, I think USC covers here. This, the over-under I'm seeing is at 70 and a half. That's a tough one. Um, that's not on the card, so you know that's just extra effort from Howie over here. But um, seventy and a half—that's a tough over/under to cover. I don't know that I would be taking that on my extracurricular card um, for that, this weekend. That, that line must have moved. Um, so, but I will take USC at minus six and a half. Or yeah, I'll take USC at minus six and a half. Yeah, we we had a minus six and a half in the card. Yeah, yes. so I'll take it at minus six and a half. John, what do you got? Okay, so I have this as my bonk, keep it in your pants, horny game of the week. It's the Trojans versus the Beavers. Um, you don't, you, I mean, you get this game once a year. Uh, what I've seen out of uh, the Trojans is they have a, they have a great defense, 95% effective uh, most of the time. Uh, it's, a, it's a bend, not break defense. I think USC covers, but I'd still take the under. Okay, so John's taking USC minus six and a half and the under. Uh, going uh, another Kansas, another Kansas game for you there, John. KSU at number six ranked Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's favored minus thirteen. Uh, Oklahoma's offense is on fire. They are averaging five hundred yards per game this year. Seventeen touchdowns and just one turnover. Uh, they are looking really, really good. Um, look, I think I think Oklahoma wins this game pretty easily at home. Um, Kansas State's two and one. Um, and I, I just I just think Oklahoma is going to score a lot of points in this game. I'm taking Oklahoma minus 13. I'll cook it over to John. Uh, yeah, so we've got a couple questions about this game. I mean, I agree with you. Oklahoma covers, and it's the Big 12, so take the over. But really, our big question of this game is, is it's, a, it's the still alive game of the week. Is Kansas State football still alive? More importantly, is Bill Snyder still alive? I don't know if you guys have seen that guy recently. He he's kind of looks like an animatronic uh, character. They might have just been pushing him out there to try to get the hopes up. Uh, but, yeah, I get my picks already. So Oklahoma covers, take the over. Uh, K-State is dead. Bill Snyder, if not dead, will will be dead soon. <laughs> um, so I liked this. I wanted to put this on the card because this is one of the games OU seems to struggle against Kansas State every year. I don't know what it is, um, but they're, they seem to struggle against Kansas State. Um so it was an interesting line. I saw that at 13. Um, again, you know, this is this is one, it feels like a trap here to take OU. It really does. It feels like, I agree, OU is by far the better team. Um, they should roll. Vegas knows this. That's why they set the line where they did. And it just feels like one of those games that, you know, K, KSU is going to be able to keep it close. I'm going to fall for the trap. I'm going to go with OU to roll here. I think that they, you know, they've lost to Kansas State too many times in recent history to let it happen again. Let's take the band to West Texas, the Lone Star State. Next game is 22-ranked Texas at Texas Tech University. Texas is favored minus five and a half. 
Um, look, I, I took Texas Tech last week. Uh, they did not win. Um, I, th- I thought, look, I, I always say Texas Tech has this explosive offense. Um, but really, both teams are coming off poor performances. Um, Texas Tech has thrown seven picks in the first three games. They cannot keep the ball on offense. Uh, Texas was only up four points uh, in the third quarter against UTSA last week. Uh, so their offense really isn't kicking either. We saw their great performance against Alabama. Um, but I think we're still trying to figure out what type of team Texas is, you know, as we always are, it seems like. Um, but they're, you know, they're still in the hunt here, ranked 22. Um, you know, begs the question, is Texas good? I think I just don't think Texas Tech has the explosive offense that we're used to this year. Um, I think they're too sloppy. They're still building. Um, they had a great offense last year, but I think this year they're just not as sharp as, as we've seen. So I'm going to take Texas minus five and a half. I, I'm not taking – I have almost no upsets on the card, which is a bummer. I feel like I'm falling into a trap here, but I just don't see Texas Tech being able to keep up with Texas, um, you know, in, 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 in West Texas uh, this week. So I'll kick it over to Shep. Shep, what do you got? I'm going to start – you know, this is some of the most big uh, Big 12 football we've talked, I think, in the history of of, um, of this is how we do it. But, you know, I, you know, I like a lot of your points, though. I mean, Texas Tech, down season. UT, I mean, the defense is, the defense is looking – like that they can play solid um and you know uh, Hudson Card clearly is not Quinn Ewers um but I don't think it's gonna matter um I think Texas can go in there I think they're a little more focused I think there's not I don't like to think that there are moral victories in college football the season's not long enough uh, not enough people make the playoffs um that loss Alabama was still a loss um so but they have certainly taken it as a I think they have taken it as a moral victory and think that they can um, go on to do some pretty big things this season, um, especially with Quinn Ewers expected to come back. Uh, so I will take UT as well to to go in there and find a way to get a gutsy win, um, even with with the points uh, at five and a half. Yeah. Um, all right. So Texas Tech is still trying to run that air raid offense without uh, but, <laughs> but they don't have the weapons they used to have. They don't have the receivers they used to have. On top of that, they're using a backup quarterback who keeps consistently throwing into risky situations. Um, add to the fact that this is really a must-win for Texas. Like, if Texas really wants to establish itself, it can't be second to Texas Tech in the state of Texas. So, yeah, I think Texas wins this. I think they cover the spread. And because it's the Big 12 and defense is always secondary, uh, take the over on it. All right. Now, this is this next game is interesting. we got Notre Dame at UNC. Tar Heels, Notre Dame is favored minus one, over under uh, is 59 and a half. Now we're starting our point in the card where we are taking over unders as well. Um, Notre Dame, not good. You know, just not good this year. Um, You have an undefeated Tar Heels team. Um, UNC star wide receiver Josh Downs is coming back after being out this season. He had over 1,300 receiving yards in 2021. He's one of the best players on their team. He's a, a, a threat on offense. And Notre Dame stinks, right? Notre Dame stinks just like they always do every year. Uh, and I think, look, UNC is going to be hyped up. They're at home. Their star player is coming back. Um, th- for me, this is a this is a no-brainer. I'm going to take UNC plus one. I'm going to take the under at 59.5 as well. I'll kick it over to Shep. Man, you know, this one just feels like – this feels like Vegas knows something I don't, right? Like, why? You're right. Like, Notre Dame has looked like a trash program this entire year. They got – I mean, yes, they finally found a way to get on track uh, this week, but it was a closer game than it really 
probably should have been, right? Like, um, so what does Vegas know here? What what are they telling us uh, that why why is this spread so so small, um, and why is Notre Dame favored? Um, but you you know, uh, I, I I again this makes me feel like they're wanting people to pick UNC. I Notre Dame they, they got to think that this is a team that can come out and play. Um, Still, and which can show some life. Again, I feel like I'm falling for a trap here, but I'm going to take Notre Dame. Um, and I'm probably going to be really upset when I see UNC go out there and kick their ass, but and you know continue to prove that Notre Dame is not back and is still a clown program. But um, you know, I, I, something tells me that this, this is what's going on. I do think this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, surprisingly high over under. Um, I'm taking the I'm taking the under. John. Okay. Um... Their uh, UNC's wide receiver, uh, Josh Downs, uh, is back, but the running game has also stepped up without him. So I think they're going to have a pretty balanced uh, offense. Shep, you made some astute points, um, but I know something Vegas doesn't know, and that's that God isn't real. So <laughs> I would tell you, take UNC money line. They're going to beat Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame, chock full of losers, perpetually overrated. Uh, th- this is very easy for me. UNC money line. Uh, you're taking the over or the under at 59 and a half. Over. Take the over. Why? Why not live a little? Next game: TCU at SMU. TCU minus one. Over under is a high 69 and a half. This is the Mustangs versus the Horned Frogs. The battle of the iron skillet, uh, as you will. Shep, why don't you start us off here? Sure. Games taking, you know, great rivalry. Games taking place in, in the heart of Dallas down there, my hometown. Um, you know, uh, this is always one of those where, you know, we're not talking two premier programs here. Um, they've had some up and down years recently, and um, these are teams that have been able to make their, their way into the rankings at times. And TCU is kind of a another one of the dark horses, like watch out in, in the Big 12 that hasn't really been the case. It's a close line, you know, minus one, Vegas saying it to pick them. I'm going to agree. I think SMU gets the dub here because they are at home. Um, 69 and a half, I mean, that's crazy, right? Like, that's, that's ridiculous. Every part of me says you should take the under here, but you can't. This is too fun of a game. You gotta take the over. I'm taking SMU with the with the over. Pony up. This one was tough for me. Frankly, it's not a game I'm gonna watch. Uh, Clemson's better. Bet Clemson. Bet everything Clemson. Take the over. We're on SNTCU SMU. Oh, you didn't give me that. We literally. <laughs> for the record, John, really... for the record, John was sneezing, so he's, he's off <laughs> yeah. track here. Yeah. TCU, TCU at SMU. SMU. TCU's favorite minus one. Oh, uh, yeah, TCU. TCU minus one. Over. Sorry, that was bad. I don't have it on here. I, over, I didn't over, have it on the text. Over under 69 and a half. Over or under, John? Under. Okay, John's with the under. Okay, so here we go. Both teams are averaging over 500 yards through three weeks uh, this year. Their offenses, oh. they score a lot of points. Uh, TCU's coming off a week of rest, uh, really two weeks of rest. Um, so I'm going to take TCU uh, on the road minus one. I'm also going to take the under. I think, I mean, they're going to get close to 69 and a half, but 69 and a half uh, seems like a lot of points to me. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take TCU, Horned Frogs, minus one, and the under uh, 69 and a half. Moving on to the game that John just can't wait for. Uh, number five, Clemson <laughs> at 21, Wake Forest, uh, Clemson minus seven, over under is 55 and a half. Uh, look, Clemson's not been hot out of the gate. 
Uh, Clemson was leading Louisiana Tech just 13-6 to at the half. Um, I think Wake's going to come out hot here. They're at home. This is a big game for them. Uh, their fans are going to be packed in here. Um, Clemson's due for a loss. You know they've been they've been all right this year. Uh, they've been able to squeak out wins, uh, but I think they're due for due for a loss. I'm going to take Wake uh, plus seven. I'm also going to take the over at 55 and a half. Shep, what do you got? You know, um, I I I agree in principle with a lot of what you said here. Clemson has not looked good. Um, DJ Ungolele has not looked like the quarterback that was promised. Um, that's the second year now too. Like he, this is not like spell is last name. No, absolutely not. Um, and so he, yeah, he, they, but the thing that Clemson can lay their hat on is they still have a premier defense. Um, and for whatever reason, I just have a feeling that, um, they're going to come out and remind us who they are and that Clemson is still a force. Um, they don't want other teams to come in and pass them up. Uh, and the rankings here, they need to hold on, um, cause it's looking like there's going to be two SEC teams in the playoffs again. It's going to limit, you know, USC, Oklahoma. That there are teams that want to get into the playoffs. Um, KU, you never know. So uh, with that, I think they're going to come out here and try to get a get a big win. I'm going to take Clemson. I do think this is going to be another defensive game, so I'll take the under. John, give us the pick, the Clemson pick. Yeah. Okay. So apologies for that last pick. Uh, Mikey and Shep didn't convey the the uh, right card to me, but anyway. Um, <laughs> for the record, we did. No, I went no, back and checked I, the record. I, I, whatever. Um, he was watching Gladiator, so... I might have been watching Gladiator. Uh, okay, uh, simple thoughts on this. Very simple thoughts. Wake Forest, uh, always number one, least interesting school in America. No one cares about it. This is probably a game that you're not going to watch. You're just going to check in on yeah, occasionally, maybe on your phone. You're not going to change channels to it. No one cares about Wake Forest. Clemson covers. Take the over. All right. John has in his game of the week... John has Clemson minus seven in the over. This is a great next game. 20-ranked University of Florida at 11-ranked my Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee Volunteers, best offense in football right now. I mean, it's not even close. Uh, Tennessee's favorite minus 10.5. Over, under is 63.5. This is a great game. You know, balls are in it to win it. Uh, They're actually performing this year. Uh, Last year was full of disappointments, knock on wood. Um, But Tennessee's looking great. Florida owns this rivalry, though, winning 16 out of the last 17 games. That they've met. Uh, Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker has been on fire. You know, best quarterback in football right now, 36 TDs, seven rushing touchdowns, only three picks all year. Um, and Florida star Anthony Richardson, look, I mean, uh, he's he's supposed to be this amazing star. He's been a little bit of a letdown this year so far for Florida. You know, he's been all right. Uh, his numbers aren't aren't really as good as I don't I think people have expected. Um, look, I think Tennessee's at home. Uh, volunteers, Knoxville's going to be cranking. Um, Barstool's there this weekend, I think. So, look, um, or were they there last? Either, regardless. They're there this weekend. They're this weekend. Uh, Tennessee minus 10.5. The over 63.5 is what I'm taking. Shep? Um, yeah, so I, you know, this, uh, I, I'm going to continue to say it. I'm going to continue to pound the table. UF goes as Anthony Richardson, uh, Richardson does. When he plays well, like he did against Utah, they win. When he doesn't, like he has the last two games, they don't win. Um, if there's ever a game for you to get right as a quarterback, it's against Tennessee's defense. Um, so I think with that, I don't know that they're going to go in there and get this win. Um, we don't know. I don't know who Florida is. You know, are they the Florida of, the, of week one or are they the Florida of the last two weeks? And is is Tennessee as good as they're showing or not? Um, 
So with, with that said, I do think Florida can keep this game close. Closer than a two-score, than double-digit game. I like Florida with the points here. Um, I, I, Florida's defense can still show up when they want to. I, I'm tempted to take the, the under here as well. That's just a lot of points. That one, I'm probably going to look back and say, of course, you know, both teams put up 40 um, at the end of the day, but I'm going to go with UF in the under. Yeah, I uh, so I made my pick here based on emotion because, again, uh, uh, college game day chose to go to this game over the KU Duke game. Um, I, I will say that there are some possible Tennessee injuries that uh, still there's no announcement on them uh, to date. Again, this is on Thursday. Um so you, you gotta you gotta take that into account. Um, I, I'm with Shep on, on both. I, I don't believe Tennessee covers the spread, and it is a very high over under. So I'm gonna take the under on that as well. All right, John's at Florida plus ten and a half, and the under. Last game of the week in the card: uh, number ten ranked Arkansas at number twenty three ranked Texas A and M. Texas A and M is favored minus two and a half. The over under is a low forty eight. Shep, why don't you just kick us off for the last game? Yeah, you know, th- this looks like a great game, too, right? Uh, A&M got their bounce back, um, big win um, last week and uh, against Miami, and um, well, they looked good doing it, right? Like, they looked like the team we thought they could be. Um, a lot of that, the, the quarterback change was a savvy move, a smart move, um, fits the system a little bit better. Um, you know, this is a prove-it game for Arkansas, right? You know, Arkansas wants to show that they can compete in the West. Um, go out and do it right here. You know, it's the same thing I tell every every team, everybody in the SEC in the West, especially in the West, you have an opportunity. You, you go undefeated in the SEC, you're going to make a national championship, like right? Like, that's just the way it goes. you got to beat Alabama to do that, though. And along the way, you're going to have to beat some other really good teams. That's what Arkansas is looking to do. They're going to go in, have a tough game on a tough road environment, and you know what? I think they do it. I think they go in there, and I think that they uh, can cover this spread. Um, I do think it's going to be a sloppy game. I'm going to take the uh, Arkansas with the under here. All right, here are my notes on this game. Uh, this is the Dorkfest game of the week, but uh, any game with Texas A&M is the Dorkfest game of the week. My next bullet point is Texas A&M sucks, and the one after that is the Yale leaders are dorks. If these guys keep doing those those pep rallies in their overalls and what is that grab the grab the arm high knee move. they've been doing it for 70 years you gotta remember this like yeah i know years. but we're seeing it now and <laughs> i listen i know i know the type of people that do this i i know those type of guys they were that's because that's what they are now they were losers in high school okay but they were the cool losers and then they go to college and it's like hey you should do this they're losers. There's there's no momentum behind that. People are making fun of them. Uh, Texas A&M, it's a downward trending uh, line. Do not take Texas A&M for the rest of the season. They're dorks. This is the dork fest game of the week. Next next weekend when they play will also be the dork fest game of the week. Never take the dorks that continue to be the dorks. Arkansas covers, and like Chef said, take the under. Can't wait to download the bleep out soundbite for this episode thanks to john s okay uh number 10 uh, arkansas like i said a 23 texas a&m um okay here we go texas a&m still has a lot to prove they had a big win last week um if they beat arkansas then they are legit um i still think they're they're still kind of recovering from that app state loss 
Um, but look, their defenses look pretty good. They've only allowed two touchdowns all season. Let's keep that. I mean, look, despite their hardships, they've allowed two touchdowns this season. So that's why the uh, the over under is is only at forty eight. Um, look, I think I think Texas A and M is still hungry. They had a big win against Miami. I think they're done for their big loss for the next couple weeks. I think they come in here, or I think they're at home. Um, you know, Arkansas needs a big win. I don't think they're going to show up. And you know, Shep and and John have uh, Arkansas here. I'm going to take A and M. I'm going to ride with the Aggies. I'm going to take A and M, and I think I'm going to take the over as well. Um, 48 just low. Um, you know, usually if I see 48, you know, anything in the 40s, I'm probably going to take the over. Um, so that's that's my pick, and uh, that's it for the week. So we have a pretty good slate of games this week. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Shep, any final words? You know, let's go out there. Let's uh, let's make some money, everybody.